a project to better mankind, two burnouts who ruin everything, and in a surprising turn of events, we actually found ourselves proposing ways to make it a better movie. It's Biodome, this week on Sucktastic Cinema. Well, this isn't very good. Suck. I uh, I gotta tell you, it is uh, it is a thrill to see you guys. Same, same, same man. And and I uh, I listened to one of your episodes today. Oh yeah, to just like get a feel for get it. In, get yeah. in the get in the vibe. Yeah. And yeah. I apologize. I, I I don't listen as much as I should. That's because okay. That's all right. I really every time I've listened to your work, I just enjoy it wholeheartedly. Thanks, man. Thank you, like, man. Re- really appreciate uh, that. Yeah, and I, I listened to the one Master of Disguise. Oh uh, my gosh! Yes, that I oh. with Jake Bielwald. Yeah, yeah. It that and, that's probably my favorite one so far we've done. It was like instantly when I heard your guys' voices, it just yeah. like the back and forth that is you guys i was yeah. like transported Ugh. back to those years in forcent yeah. like i'm glad man like yeah always we i know we always loved you were one of our favorite people to mm-hmm. talk to yeah um whether it was a weekly thing or a couple times a month or mm-hmm. when you guys moved and we'd see you maybe like once every 3 years mm-hmm. it always <laughs> seems like we'd get together and there's like there's just a rapport and a comfortability yeah, it's, there. It's, yeah, it's you're a great conversationalist. Yeah. You're great with the wisdom. You're great with the with like the really existential points of conversation, but also being goofy. And you're a great yeah. you're a great audience for guys yeah. for guys mm. who don't believe <laughs> who, need, who need constant well, affirmation. Yeah, for, for, <laughs> we appreciate it for guys who feel like the only thing they do really well is comedy. Yeah. You're a very good audience. So we yeah. we definitely thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. We watched. You're after, welcome. We watched the uh, punk, the punch drunk love video, mm-hmm. and mm. uh, and was that Andrew narrating? Yes. Okay. I he had, a, he so. had a, it had a bit of a th- like a thinner timbre on his voice. So I was like, yeah. I think that's Andrew. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. you and Andrew both like mm-hmm. whenever you guys post anything or I watch anything afterwards, I'm like, God, those guys are smart. <laughs> I was like, man, I looked at Steven and I was like, that this intimidates me because Dan and Andrew's analysis is way better than our bullshit. So, well, I, when when we can when, when we can when we are tasked to be serious, I think we're we're pretty good at it. But you guys, you we're not going to be serious today. No, we're not. You guys are you guys are great at all yeah. all facets of yeah of uh, articulation from production. Much too, much like yeah. a much like a very good action figure. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- well, thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely. It's it's uh it's reciprocated. It's it's uh I feel the same way. Thanks, well, man. Thank you, man. Thanks. That really, really, that, really that. that really does mean a lot coming yeah, from for you. Sure. Uh would you like to jump into the episode? I would. I would right. like to. So, typically- feel free to use some of that if you want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But- we'll use the part where you're very complimentary to us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, well, sometimes sometimes we don't have egos at all, so no. sometimes I I really not uncomfortable, but sometimes I get uneasy. I'm overwhelmed. Like, oh, thank you. Well, well, I get uncomfortable yeah. uh, just a little bit 
uh, whenever people like are complimenting us like on the episode, mm-hmm. like we don't prompt it at all, but they do it out of the kindness of their heart, yeah. which I is I'm unbelievably appreciative of it, and they have no idea how much I yeah. appreciate it. But I don't want it to come off as like these guys We're, just had this person on because they knew yeah. they would like feed their ego. Yeah, and it's like that's not why. <laughs> yeah, I promise. I'm legit, man. Yeah. So I, yeah, I promise you, nobody's thinking that. Okay. Well, so, yeah. I think no yeah. worries. I have to keep reminding myself that I can't keep projecting. Yeah. I can't keep projecting on people because yep. just because I think a certain way doesn't is chances are nobody thinks the way that I do. Yeah. So yep. so if you're if you're ready, I'm excited. All right. Yeah. All, All right. right. I'm so excited. Kick this off. When you intro me, <laughs> I may just overly compliment you again please oh, but okay. it'll be for the listeners yeah please <laughs> and, and okay. we'll, we'll let them know that we didn't <laughs> just, ask you to do well, that it, it's like it's like one of those like rem cycle sleep things <laughs> where like you just hear go think of a, a stream think of a big mountaintop when like there's other dialogue going on <laughs> almost like subliminal yeah exactly yeah yeah it, that sounded like uh uh like dialogue from a early 2000s sci-fi movie <laughs> all right all right all right so all right we're Let's gonna do get this going. thing yeah welcome back in ladies and gentlemen to sucktastic cinema where if these movies try too hard or know what they are endearment is the name of the game i'm steven i'm matt and we are ready for another rousing episode mm-hmm. of sucktastic cinema thank you for joining us once again if you listened last week hopefully you enjoyed uh secret, the secret agent, agent club to where we welcomed Hulk Hogan into the Sucktastic Cinema Hall of Fame. Who will be next? I don't know. I don't know who that's, will be next. That's what's exciting is as we watch these movies, we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we we encountered that person that, in this that other person's previous making movie. their second appearance. Yeah, exactly. Right now we have a lot of people on deck who've made their second, second appearance. appearance yeah. One of them is in this movie today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking Biodome. Um, yep. And uh, we're, <laughs> we, we will definitely be Jesus saying something about Biodome. Uh, um, but we have, we have a very, very yes. special guest who's going to join us here in just a second. But Matt, before we get mm. into that, why don't you let everyone know our socials? So you already know where you can find us. If you're mm-hmm. listening, you've probably found us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, so you, you know where you can find us mm-hmm. to download, subscribe, whatever means of uh, uh, absorbing and taking your podcasts. But on social media, you can find us on Instagram. We are at SucktasticPod. So make sure to go follow us there. Drop in our DMs. Uh, just let us know how you like the podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe some tentative movie ideas. Let us know me- how you like your eggs in the morning. Yeah, please. Uh, may, you know, we've been getting some movie suggestions, so that's pretty cool. Um, I will always answer. Uh, if you comment on our stuff, we appreciate all the all the interaction on our posts and mm-hmm. stuff. Just did a uh, post about the movie Sidekicks, yeah, with Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis, yeah. and that got like 230 likes. Yeah, it's like I was like, wow, well, this is totally random. Has I, nothing to do with an episode. How about you guys <laughs> like uh, the posts about our actual episodes and go check them out? Anyway, well, I'm not. We're not begging. Uh, no, I'm. I'm. I'm not. However, but I'm not above begging. Like TLC said, we ain't too proud to beg. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, you can find us on Instagram there, and you can also find us. On Twitter, yes. we're at Sucktastic Sin, C-I-N for mm-hmm. cinema, and we've already established that you, the listener, are our sinners. Welcome you are sinners. Sucktastic Sinners, and this is the a safe place where sinning is quite all right. Yes. So if you're listening for the first time for our guest, welcome. You are a sinner. Yes. So whether you only listen now or listen for the rest of your life, 
Welcome, sinner. Remember, you, you are you a are, sinner. You are at home there's here, no, sinner. There's no escaping, sinner. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and if you're a returning sinner, welcome back, sinner. Yes. Wherever you find your podcast, if you are able to leave a review and leave uh, star reviews, uh, five-star reviews. Five-star reviews, preferably, yes. preferably, preferably, please. Uh, but, if yeah, if, if, if you are so able, make sure to go leave a rating mm-hmm. and review. Um, thank you again to those who have done so. Mm-hmm. We have a few, so we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. Exactly. And you can find us on this episode you're listening to currently because it's movie time. And now for our feature presentation. Biodome was released January 12th, 1996. So we should be expecting the 25th anniversary Steelbook Steelbook and Criterion Criterion Collection collection to come out anytime soon. Exactly. Um, They're a little late on it. With a new new Criterion Collection cover. Yes. Um, I've got some ideas now on what it could be, so we'll see. Um, Directed by Jason Bloom to where I think this was his last movie. We encounter that a lot. Like especially, yeah. I mean, more so with the straight to video kind of stuff. Where we get, we've had already a few times directors to where the movie we're doing, it's like either their first movie or their last movie or both. Mm-hmm. So it's usually people who are like, "Well, I could direct," yeah, and exactly. then they're like, "No, I can't." They're like, can't. "Done." Yeah, exactly. Uh, starring Pauly Shore as Bud McIntosh. <laughs> that is not this. Not the first time you'll see Pauly Shore on the show. Uh, nope. Stephen Baldwin as Doyle Johnson, which is not the first time you'll see Stephen Baldwin on this show. It's not? Probably not. I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff. Viva yeah. Rock Vegas. It's true. Uh, yeah. Joey Lauren Adams as Monique. Mm-hmm. Teresa Hill or Teresa Hill as Jen. William Atherton um, as Dr. Faulkner. Denise Dowes as Olivia Biggs. Dara Tomnovic as Mimi Simpkins. Kevin West as T.C. Romulus. Kylie Minogue as Petra Van Kant. It's not the last time you'll see Kylie Minogue. Nope. We're doing she, Street Fighter later on yep. in the season. Uh, Henry Gibson as William Leakey. An appearance by Taylor Negron as mm. Russell. And Rose mm. McGowan as Denise Rose McGowan making her second appearance on yep. Soctastic. She's on Ready to Rumble. She's on Ready to Rumble. Um, so... It's IMDb says a box office of thirteen million mm-hmm. on a fifteen million dollar budget, but then Wikipedia says an eight million dollar budget. <laughs> so, either way, it lost money. Um, I hopefully Wikipedia is not building it up to where it made money because it didn't make money. <laughs> just say I just want to get that out there. Yes. This movie did not make any money. Yes. So all that being said, like we regular we we regularly hello uh-huh. do with movies. Um, but to get to our very esteemed guest mm. today, ladies and gentlemen, he is the co-host, co-founder of the Wyatt's Great YouTube channel. Uh, He's been a friend of ours for years now. Very close, dear friend. The very, very talented and beautiful Dan Drake is joining us from Illinois. Hello, Dan. Fellas. What's up, dude? Proud sinner here. Proud sinner. Very good. Do you like that? Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. So much. Absolutely. And uh, I just want to... Just want to throw out that in the cast listing there, you forgot to mention a fantastic cameo by Tenacious D. Oh, of course, yes, of course, duh, of (laughs) course. See, I had it, I had it further down. KG and Jables. I've had it, I had it further down in the scattering of my notes, Uh uh, but I failed to mention that. Yes, in the cast list. Um, 
Is this the first? Probably appearance? the best part of the movie. It, I would say, arguably, them so. and Russell are probably yeah, the best so parts t- of the movie. Taylor Negron, yeah. um, famous character actor who's been in several. He's David and Angels, Angels in the, in the Outfield. Outfield. Yeah. But Taylor Negron as Russell is, I think, is the most is the only like genuinely funny thing in here. But Tenacious D's appearance is a very very nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I also uh, was thinking about this appearance on your podcast yes. earlier thank you and i came up with a a, a new intro song okay for you guys Ooh, all yes. right yeah please can i can i share it with you yes you, you of are course. you have always been one of the most talented musicians i've ever known so i would be honored mm-hmm. to hear what you have for us well well you may not be saying that after you hear what okay. i okay oh, well, prove me wrong <laughs> <laughs> here we go sucktastic cinema Sucktastic Cinema with Matt and Steven Webster. It's Sucktastic Cinema. Nice. That's the Muppet Show theme. <laughs> That's right. You're a thief. <laughs> You're a hack. <laughs> I take back every nice thing I ever said about you. I don't. I love the Muppet Show. <laughs> no, I love the Muppet Show, but I love the Muppet Show. Not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. We're not. We're not taking a dive for you. We're not taking the rap when you get when you get pegged. For for stealing the Muppet Show. Well, says the hey, guys. Hey, I, I can't I can't help what what just pops into my head. It's what true. I appreciate. I actually it. loved it, and we're gonna use yes, it uh, <laughs> because also uh, we we could get popped any time now if we ever make it big because we use licensed things all the time. All of the time. Because <laughs> we can get away with it. It's right embarrassing. Now. Nobody's listening. So it certainly does suck. It certainly <laughs> does suck. It sucks. I heard that in your cuts. intro. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. I love that movie. It's sucking anyway. my will to live. <laughs> Wayne's World, <laughs> integral to my development as a human being. Mm-hmm. Think of that what you will. But, Dan, we'd like you to uh, uh, be included in our weekly segment, What Was On the VHS. Mm, uh, I can't wait. Essentially, well, you mentioned to, his YouTube channel, Why It's Great. Yeah, so why don't you speak yeah. a little bit to Why It's Great, um, kind of what you do on there, maybe some people you've collaborated with, uh-huh, and uh, and just kind much. of kind of the general mission statement. Oh, yeah. Well, on Why It's Great, we do positive pop culture mm. analysis. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And we do that through video essays, review videos, and right now I'm doing episode breakdowns. Yeah for Lisey's story. That's yeah. kind of the, the project I'm in right now. Cool. Working on a few um, essays, some yeah. kind of in-depth analysis essays right now. But for the next few weeks, the videos will be um, about the new Apple TV Plus series, Lisey's Story. Oh, cool. So nice. if you're watching that and you're confused, then you can come on Just over wait. to the channel yeah. uh, and get get the full episode breakdown. Yeah. I, uh, I am a huge fan of the novel. It's a based on a Stephen King novel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've read it twice. Yeah. Uh, and so I feel like I was, you know, uniquely qualified to be able to sure, bring right. some oh, analysis yeah. to the filmmaking craft, mm-hmm. but also help explain the story. Yeah. So awesome. Positive pop culture analysis. You got to yes. love it. I'm always on board for yeah. that. There's too much. The, what, what's typically catching people's eyes is negative criticism and right. I feel like if you're just going to be miserable all the time, like, what's the point? Like, do you enjoy anything? What's the point? And like being what's excuse the language, even though if you're uh, a returning center, you know that we have potty mouths. Uh, what's the point in bitching all the time? <laughs> Honestly, 
So I'm always in favor of a positive spin. Even even if it's something that's not so great, you can still find something great about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which I knew you would probably drop why it's great. And so I'm, I've been trying to spin my wheels a little bit uh-huh. to be able to come up with some positive things to say about our movie today. But, okay. I, but I don't want to get too, too ahead of myself. Sure. No, we're, yeah. we, we still need to do the VHS. Yeah, I, uh, I, stuff, I will say, because but... we're the same way. We kind of try and have, what, you know, whether these movies know what they are Try or too try hard to know what they are. Endearment's the name of the game, mm-hmm. so we always try and find endearment in it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes right. it's a fool's errand, kind of like, like kind of <laughs> like in our movie like, today, or with the Master yeah. of Disguise, which yeah. we're plugging that again. <laughs> <laughs> but there, yeah. there's something there, even if it's your own personal experience. Maybe mm-hmm. not the movie itself, but yeah. your experience around the movie. We want to try and pull right. something positive at the end, even if we just spent an hour shitting all over it, <laughs> yeah. which is inevitably. What what we'll probably do with this movie, <laughs> give give or take in spots. Yeah. Um, well, we'll just have to have to see how it unravels. We'll yeah. see how, how the conversation unravels. goes. We'll exactly. Just see what happens. We'll see like what it. happens. I like it. Uh, but first, for those of you listening for the first time, uh, we are big proponents of pop culture, as if you haven't heard already. And part of that is VHS culture. It's mm. very much it's very much integral to us growing up watching movies. We watched them on VHS. Mm. Uh, and part of that was the previews a lot of the time. And luckily, if you, there's a, if we do a movie that was done on VHS or released on VHS, uh, a lot of the time, YouTube has the VHS openings mm-hmm. to these movies. So we just integrated that into the show. Yeah. So if the movie I we're doing, that. I yeah, love it. Yeah, it's it, it started. Well, it started as, for a little history. Also, if you're just joining us, and for Dan, uh, our second movie we did was Spice World. And the only way I was able to obtain it is a VHS copy from Amazon. And when the VHS was going, I was like, you know what? I'm Wonderbar. just, I'm going to, just for this episode as a nice little thing, I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to mark down what were the VHS previews. Yeah. And then we just did that. And then just from there, I think maybe there's two other episodes we didn't do it yeah. for, um, to which we'll, we'll, we'll dial back yeah. and do them eventually. But cause it's, it's cool because not only are we talking about, you know, the, the main event, we mm-hmm. also get a chance to go down, you know, some, other paths, some other rabbit trails, other other movies, mm-hmm. you know. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, so the v- the VHS open for Biodome. Uh, so I'd like to say, first of all, there wasn't a good quality version of the VHS intro on YouTube. So I, <laughs> so I had to watch. I just a, saw your notes. Yeah. So I had no peeking. All right, uh, all right. Yeah. So I had to watch a video of someone with a sinus infection filming off their TV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sinus infection. So <laughs> they were so they were breathing heavy and whispering to themselves, and I could hear the smack, I hear their lips smacking. When's a when's a movie? Come yeah, on, here it is. Maybe when's, I should have made popcorn. But, <laughs> when's a movie? Come on. <laughs> Wait a second. FBI warning. And they try and read the whole thing. Stephen Baldwin has beautiful eyes. <laughs> yes anyway go ahead okay so um with all that being said uh we we get it oh they're not even to some of the juicy parts here uh we we get an advertisement for goldeneye on vhs so the 95 oh that looks good (laughs) oh i haven't gotten that one yet oh remington steel Uh, what a hunk (laughs) yeah exactly 
There it is. I have Goldeneye that's, on VHS that's, that's in my house. Perfect. Yeah. What a what what a coincidence. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so the so the person recording behind the camera, out of nowhere, goes, shh, 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 I'm recording. <laughs> and uh, like like someone asked him to do that. Yeah, like like <laughs> like yeah. So he, I'm, re- I'm recording. Yeah. So then during the advert for Get Shorty on VHS, uh-huh. he really has trouble steadying the camera. Uh, during oh, a it's not like he could have just rewound the VHS tape <laughs> exactly. and started over. <laughs> Take uh, two. You, you only got one shot, so Dot missed a chance to blow. It's not. Li- this isn't live. You posted it in 2012. <laughs> I'm recording. Yeah, in 2012, this isn't like it's the inception of YouTube and people were trying to figure out how to do it. It's like, you know. Take the extra step to figure out how to like use a capture card or something. <laughs> I'm recording. This is perfect. Yeah. Uh, for for an advertisement for Get Shorty on VHS, mm-hmm. he really has trouble steadying the camera. During a preview for a little-known romantic comedy starring Sandra Bullock and Dennis Leary, of all people, <laughs> called Two If By C, the guy behind the camera apologizes to whoever he was shushing. <laughs> Here's my copy of Two If I See You. Have that too? They're right next to each other on your shelf. They're, you're one of the five people. I'm sure you could get on a Zoom call with them and talk about the movie. He, ap- oh, he apologizes. Listen, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, he, I lost my temper. No, he he was like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, it's sorry. As we. Get- as we get an advertisement for Grumpy Your Old Men, uh, we get a cameo from the guy's uh, thumb as he records. <laughs> uh, we finally get our feature presentation, which is we're going to talk about only goes downhill from there. Oh, uh, so that was the VHS open. Um, wow. Not- that was that was very well written. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> very comedic. Uh, so, Dan, as we get into this movie, what is your history with this movie? Because you... You wanted to be on an episode where we talk about Biodome. So what what is what is your connection to it? Well, I uh, have I was trying to think about this honestly sure. because I have a couple different memories in my mind. I don't know which one's the first, mm-hmm. but it just goes to show that I liked this movie enough back then mm-hmm. to watch it at least more than once. Yeah if not a bunch of times. Uh, but um, I had a, I, I think, so this movie came out in 96, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think I watched it in 98. Okay. Maybe 99. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a memory of hanging out with a friend who I don't think I, I really was friends with until around then. Yeah. Um, and we would like I would go over to his house all the time, and we would watch movies. That was kind of our thing. Mm-hmm. And like, and part of what we would do is watch the movie like over and over and over, like almost all night long. Mm-hmm. Like we're sixth graders, yeah. you know. Like nice. I could stay up all night. Yeah. We're on a sleepover. Who right. needs to sleep? You know. Exactly. So we would just watch. The, we would like go to Blockbuster, <clears throat> R.I.P. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, get a movie like one yeah and just watch that movie That's over and cool. over mm-hmm. yeah we did so uh we did that with night of the roxbury okay yeah we did that with bring it on okay. bring it, I That's like a bring good it movie. on a couple, it's a good movie yeah 
a couple sixth grade boys. Yeah. Oh, I, I know why, why we like that movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because uh, you guys are then, aspiring gymnasts and cheerleaders. Yeah, exactly. And aspiring filmmakers, you know, studying the craft. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> Learning jazz hands, um, all that stuff. But I'm pretty sure we did this with Biodome. Mm-hmm. And so there's just like so many moments from this movie just like burned in my skull yeah. from just watching it a million times overnight. But I also have a memory of watching it um, at another friend's house who his mom was like my babysitter my whole life. Right. And so a lot of my memories from his house are like, I don't know if this is when his mom was watching me or like just when we were hanging out when we were older. But I remember watching it there too. Um, and it's possible that one was first. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't sure. remember. But right. anyway, having having watched most of it again today, yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't sure. finish the whole movie. No, that's all right. Uh, I, I uh, now realize I, I should have picked a different movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad you feel that way because sometimes, because I know with movies that I love, mm-hmm. um, I love them because I have fondness for when I watched them as a kid. And I get knowledge as I get older, like, okay, if someone were to come up to me and say, I just watched that movie, it's not very good, mm-hmm. I could say, I agree with you, but I love it because I watched yeah. it when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was kind right. of I was kind of scared because I the first time I watched this movie was in high school mm-hmm. and I thought it was so stupid and mm-hmm. awful, like not even a fun kind of stupid. And I liked, I like Encino Man. I like Son in Law. I, I was the, like, oh, I think to, I think to, I think to establish right out of the gate, at least for Matt and I, yeah. I, I really like Pauly Shore. Yeah, like yeah, as, um, as like a guy. And then I love Encino Man and Son in Law. Yeah. So I remember watching it and being like, this is stupid. And then like, watch the second time I watched it was today, and mm. uh, I was like. God, this I have nothing like this is gonna be just a complete mauling of this movie. And I was like, but Dan, I wonder, I hope it might be one of those movies since Dan watched a lot that he he has an endearment for it. So I was like to Steven, I was like, we should probably hold back a little bit. Just kinda we gotta gauge how Dan feels about watching it now. <laughs> because cause I was like, I don't wanna like invite a guest on and it's a movie that they love. And we're just completely like attacking or, it, or at and least them. have like and, yeah. still have like endearment towards sure. it. We want to kind of get the foot off the gas a yeah. little bit. So I'm glad you said that, so we don't have to yeah. hold back. Yeah. <sighs> no, please don't hold back. Even if I loved it, I wouldn't want you to hold back. Okay. Um, I, uh, I think, I think we've. But yeah. Yeah, and and I I like that you're coming at it from somebody who grew up watching it and watching it several times when you yeah. were younger, and then watching it as you got older. I like having that. Diff, the, that dual perspective because it's also a different perspective than us because um as you know because we've been friends for years and as the listeners probably picked up on matt and i have been f- um endeared towards and also fans of bad movies since we were younger mm-hmm. so we were frequenting as young as 11 or 12 years old frequenting the imdb bottom 150 yeah. list just yeah. looking at the so bad like, movies I, on there i, I want to watch this next yeah like yeah. Ha- we'll see how bad we have is. older yeah. siblings so we always had like the mtv type stations mm-hmm. on and yeah. like stuff that you know are little or little older for us that we should yeah, be watching yeah, yeah. um but our siblings watched us a lot um so we were watching 
stuff like that. We never watched Biodome, but Biodome was always a movie we were well aware of because everybody, every list anybody had of bad movies, Biodome was at the top of it. And it was one of those movies that was like the butt of a joke, even if we never saw it before. I mean, for crying out loud, in high school, um, and for high school and college, we had a filming group that we did videos that are still on YouTube. Um, Myself, Matt, uh, former guest uh, Jeff Wright, and future guest Phil Giese, um, so friends of ours filmed a uh, an interview with Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin for Biodome Two, um, <laughs> and we had only watched the trailer to it, so we, based, <laughs> we had never even we, seen the we movie. We based everything in the in the in the video short on just the trailer, yeah. so everything just references the trailer, and that's it. Yeah. So this was yesterday. It's probably better than yeah. this movie anyway. Yesterday yeah. and today were the first times I'd ever seen it, and it. It was everything I thought it would be, kind of just kind of just mind numbingly dumb. Yeah. Um, but I would like to say, not just to you, but to anybody listening who probably might take umbrage with the fact that we might be crapping on it, but maybe haven't watched it since they were kids, there is I do see the appeal. Um, when you're younger and you see yeah. movies like this, it's more appealing because you don't necessarily see these two as morons. You see them more as goofballs. Yeah. Um, and it's PG-13. So sometimes kids at a certain age, they don't really have access to a lot of PG-13 movies. So there's the, the juvenile humor and the risky yeah. elements and the risque <laughs> tones in it um, to where they feel like it's something they shouldn't be watching, yeah. but they are watching. So that's the appeal too. Yeah. I think at one point I even commented to Steven like, these guys are if like a fart was a person. That's that's how <laughs> that's how it kind of feels. And I'm a fan yep. of a like a good fart joke, but like a walking fart would it's like it'd be it'd be too much. Mm-hmm. A fart and a burp go into a bar. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's as if yeah. it's like if gas were a person. Like a fart and a burp were a person. <laughs> yeah. Well the, that's the, really funny. the thing is, so the two main characters are Bud and Doyle, Pauly Shore and Stephen yeah. Baldwin respectively. Um, and the movie, the movie is a time capsule. It's definitely it's like oh. it's a moment Soundtrack, in time. Yeah, it's so '90s, guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's crazy. Right, right from the get go, the opening, I, it jumps right into the movie. Like we get yeah. the MGM Lion logo, but then there's like there's no primer. Like you jump right in. Okay, to, I'm so glad you said that because literally, I'm watching this thing, and first of all, it's like three minutes of yeah intro uh, credits. Yeah, yeah. that's. It's like an entire song, and yeah. it's like half credits, half lyric video. Yeah, and which I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, and it it tries to set that appeal right out of the gate with the kind of the in-your-face uh, '90s punk music, coupled with like '90s graphics of like almost like these collage of things and like noises yeah. and stuff like They're that. They're really cool credits, actually. Oh yeah, I, I mean, was like, I was like, I know this movie's gonna suck, but like. These credits are really cool. The thing cool. is, it's reminiscent of something like Clueless, yeah, which is, which which is, is, which I love. is great. Yeah. I love Clueless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought it went on too long. Yeah, exactly. I think like a minute and a half yeah. maybe. Because mm-hmm. I like I started hitting the 30-second forward yeah. button mm-hmm. on my player, and I was surprised at how many times I had to hit yeah. it. I was like, what? I'm glad you pointed that out the because thing- I was like, I was like looking at the screen. I kind of zoned out, and I was like, Steven, I was like, these credits are long because we're not we're not even to like some of like the director credit yet which is usually the the last credit in the opening credits and the song is starting to like peter out and like we're not even done with the credits yet and it just kind of stagnated and i was like 
Yeah, this is going on really it's long. It's got like two like two second silence and starts over again, mm-hmm. but the credits keep going. <laughs> yeah. And then what, what's weird is it's like it's three minutes of credits, mm-hmm. which kind of says like, okay, this is for people with a nice attention span. Sure. Right. But then like the first, the next three minutes are like all over the place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know if you noticed that, but it was like, it was like a like a fake commercial yeah. for the biodome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like the hardest cut to man to these yeah. two guys like face to face. Right. Talking about how I'm going to have to hit you with a book. And yeah. I just yeah. felt like from from frame 1 after after the like fake commercial, I was like mm-hmm. this is like a mess. Like Yeah. I don't know. I, I started it, it, Sorry, I started comparing no, no, the movie to dumb and dumber like the more i was yeah. watching it yeah because mm-hmm. it was like two goofball guys and the sure. more i did that the more i realized like here's here's how we can explain how bad this movie is by by mm-hmm. looking at a movie that does almost the same thing but like mm-hmm. expertly and but, brilliantly. Yeah. beautifully yeah, yeah. it because the, the thing is there's a fine line to where you can have this you know right in like in the focus are these two idiots but there's an undercurrent of actual like clever writing and there's a yes. clever way to make them seem dumb yeah. and there's there's subtlety spread out through the movie it, because it has to do with building up to an actual punchline of something instead of like manic noises and camera movements and being really juvenile and disgusting well and it spaces it out and it it it, it creates enough for you as the audience to pick up on it as mm-hmm. opposed to this is hilarious. This is so funny, right? Mm-hmm. Look at how stupid this is. Look at how yeah. look at mm-hmm. how moronic these guys are. Mm-hmm. Well, like just for instance, the the opening of Dumb and Dumber versus mm-hmm. the opening of uh, Biodome mm-hmm. has a oh, Dumb and Dumber opens with a long shot of a car yeah. driving forward. Yeah. I think yeah, that's right. the opening shot, right? Yeah. And what mm-hmm. that does is it's not a hard cut to yeah. two people right in frame. Yeah. It, like slowly brings something in the frame yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, so it mm-hmm. like brings you in to the yeah. movie right and then the joke there is is you you get everything you need to know about the character by the yeah. way he brings his head out of the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, the so there is physicality yeah. yeah right but he like brings it in sideways brings his head he's not waiting <laughs> until out, the yeah. window's all the way down yet <laughs> and then what he says is uh you know Something about where are you from? Because yeah. you have a nice accent. Yeah, it's a lovely says, accent you have. New Jersey, right? <laughs> yeah. Austria, and He's so like, he says Austria. he does an Australian accent. Yes. Shrimp on the Bobby. Yes. Already, that's stupid. Yeah, he's an idiot. But yeah. it's so clever because Austria and Australia yeah. are so like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an honest mistake. Right. Yeah. He could have misheard her. Yeah. But no, he's just that dumb versus biodome which opens and it's like i'm gonna hit you in the face with a book yeah mm-hmm. because we're trying to pretend that this fish fell on you yeah. even right. though the fish is still hanging on the wall right and then they have the symbol of the book yeah. on like in his head yeah mm-hmm. and i'm like this is not there's no there's yeah. no like double meanings here yeah, there's exactly. no like cleverness of yeah, like the book is about fish or something right. like yeah. exactly yeah that'd be it's that's the thing is yeah. this movie is like there are things in this movie that are, are a few slight changes away from you at least saying okay that that's pretty funny like 
Right. Not only is it manic mm-hmm. and you're, it's disorienting mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm uncomfortable because I don't know what's going on. And you just don't have one Pauly Shore. You have two Pauly Shores yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And Pauly Shore, Pauly Shore already speaks his own language, so you don't have anyone around to translate it. So you're like, he I needs don't, a straight yeah. man. So, that's so, what we've been. So that's what we said actually, the whole time. I actually, yeah. um, I, I wrote. I was in the shower right after I. I had to wash <laughs> this movie off of me, so I, I took a shower after I watched it yesterday. It was your fourth uh, shower that day. Yes. Yeah. It's a long uh, shower. Uh, too. Mahi mahi, did you lose? <laughs> yes. Um, that, see, oh that, no, I'm doing it. But before, like before, to your con- to your point there, Dan, which is very well put. Um, Something we were saying the whole time. Yeah. So. It's not just with this. It's there's there's a fine line with comedy, um, especially with certain subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie tries to go off the back of the eccentricness of Pauly Shore, yes. which who his his shelf life was reaching its end in the mid nineties. Yeah, it was really so, pushing it. So yeah. what it what it is is it's this it's just these loud abrasive noises in this really in your face type quote unquote comedy style. Yeah, that is it's like this it's. It's tailor made for stoners, um, which worked right. in the early '90s, but it's it's not working now. Yeah. And it's right out of the gate, right in your face, so you're instantly annoyed by it. Um, but to what you guys are saying about how Pauly Shore needs a foil, um, I, I've um, in the shower I prepared a statement. If you yeah. guys oh, don't mind me to read yeah, it, please. Go for it. Um, so, and I'll probably repeat some of the stuff I just said in the sure. statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here is one of the multitude of reasons this movie doesn't work. So for a four-year span in the early 90s, Pauly Shore was a hot commodity. He hit a certain demographic of teens to 35-year-olds right at the right time. His off-the-wall antics, his speech patterns, his noises, his slang and vernacular made him something of an icon, for better or for worse. So whether you liked it or not, he yeah. was an icon of the early yeah. 90s. He was in the zeitgeist. Yep. Yeah. There was obviously a large group of people who could not stand the guy, which steadily grew as we got further into the 90s, and Pauly Shore's shtick really started wearing yeah. on people. Now, when it comes to him in movies, his strange behavior and style of comedy worked best with some sort of foil. He, was, he always worked best when he was working with the straight-laced detractors mm. who only saw him as a nuisance. But Polly would have a small group of side characters who had real moments with him where they saw through his crazy exterior to a sweet, endearing guy. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he would endear himself to the sticklers, maybe even having them use his slang. Uh, case in point, in the movie Son-in-Law, yeah. Lane Smith, who has been this gruff father of the yeah. character Carla Gugino plays, yeah. who is one of the biggest detractors but grows to like Crawl, yeah. right at the end, he gives the prime, the choice line, now let's munch on some grindage. <laughs> uh, so so just think the the coach of for the, the Hawks, Hawks coach from Mighty from Ducks, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. or Perry White in the New Adventures of Lois Superman yeah. in the New Adventures of Lois and Clark. Yeah. Um, so uh, so even the sticklers come around to him, even using his slang, and we get yep. a happy ending. Not to also mention his friends in these movies, such as like Encino Man, uh, have ways they relate to Paulie, maybe yeah. sharing mm-hmm. one or two of his eccentricities, but for the most part have different character traits that contrast with Paulie, yep. but ultimately cause them to complement each other. However, all of this, all of this considering. All the things people despise about Pauly Shore are not only on full display in this movie, it's made worse by the fact that his co-lead is exactly like him. Exactly. There is a different feel and some slightly, slightly humorous moments when the two are unashamedly being themselves around the uptight scientists, uh, which I 
wrote this yesterday and changed my opinion today on that. I don't find that I don't find their interactions with the scientists endearing anymore, no. even even a little bit. Yeah, uh, these should and. That being said, these should produce moments where the guys are question or are asking questions why the scientists are so uptight or the roles of the stuff in the biodome. Things where you can have jokes of the guys saying dumb stuff and mm-hmm. also how it discusses the uptight character. Yeah. Then as the movie goes on, the guys have good parts of themselves peek through their foolish behavior and eventually they are accepted. But unfortunately, that's not what they tried to make the selling point. So a lot of it is driven by the crazy behavior of Bud and Doyle, mm-hmm. which makes the movie uh, as whole as a whole unbearably obnoxious so sure the scientists come around to them but almost out of necessity for the story they wanted to hit the trope but didn't do enough to build to it yeah absolutely i think you 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 knocked knocked it all out of the park with that one right there so yeah Um, that that, i don't have any much more to say so i guess that's the that's not it Uh, that's not it no yeah Um, i i uh gosh this you know what? So my wife is a huge Polly Shore fan. Of course. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. huge. And I think Son-in-Law is probably her favorite oh, Polly Shore so movie. I love that movie. It's a fantastic movie. I, yeah. I like it. I don't like it as much as she does. Right. Sure. But I I do like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what, what <laughs> for me, the perfect Polly Shore movie is? Which one? The Goofy movie? A Goofy movie. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because... He's only there to just like sprinkle in a little yes. bit of seasoning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You like you get like an injection of what he does in the perfect moments in the plot. It, yep. And it's it like is a home run every time. Yeah. And uh and then the rest of the movie can be what it is. This movie is like you know, you just you got those moments concentrate for an hour mm-hmm. and 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Yep. Yeah. And after four minutes you're like i'm done with this yeah. exactly uh, yeah and now i have you know an hour and 26 minutes left oh my god uh, it was a slog yeah like it, it I, is a little bit i and it's funny for me because like i'm watching through the movie and i'm going like oh i remember these moments right. like certain <laughs> key moments that like pop in um like the one i don't even know why this is like the, a weird one but like right. the th- i for some reason, certain images just like are burned in your brain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That image towards the end of the movie when like the girls come into the their room, the girl yeah. scientists. Yeah. yeah. And they're like finally like have come around to them and they're like yeah. maybe yeah, yeah. attracted to them and the guys mm-hmm. are like they start to kiss a little bit and they're like wait we have girlfriends we have girlfriends yeah. Uh, and then um, was it Stephen Baldwin? Yeah. 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 He's like his tongue is like moving yeah, like, around and around like for some yeah. reason that image is just like burned in my brain right it's like a weird one yeah. uh but like so there there was moments like that throughout and like when tenacious d is in it yeah um, oh yeah which i'm a huge fan of them oh that's mm-hmm. amazing and yeah certain other moments and i'm like but in, like in between these is just a whole lot of uh not funny yeah mm-hmm. um Holly Shore crank to eleven. Yeah, yeah. And every once in a while, sprinkled in mm-hmm. uh, Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah, who yeah. I love. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, please have him on the screen more. Yeah. What's he, the magic he, word? Please. Please. Exactly. Yeah. Please. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's, he's in uh, Die what's Hard. His character too. name? He's in Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. he's like the dick reporter in Die yeah, Hard. Exactly. Mm-hmm. His name is like Faulkner in this movie. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, he's, but, uh, he's this, yeah, 
it's sad when that guy is like the the highlight besides yeah. Jack mm-hmm. Black and Kyle Gass. It's yeah, like I the highlight of your movie. Because he in a, in every movie I've ever seen him, he has this like tinge of being a he, well more than a tinge. He's he's, he's like he's, always a douchebag. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a man with no dick. He's dickless. Yeah. Uh, like they say right. in Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. um, right. But he but he's he's an a hole in the movie. And yeah. in, in, in this movie, so he plays this scientist who his idea was for the biodome and he gets this financial backer, William Leakey, um, played by who who plays William Leakey? Henry Gibson. Henry Gibson. Um, and he gets them to financially back this biodome, which is based off of something that actually happened in the early nineties, which it's supposed to simulate um, weather conditions and like mm-hmm. um, and climate conditions, so yeah. we can see how we can like better adapt, uh, better yeah. adapt to the Earth. Because like you said, it starts with this like opening commercial, which shows like the Earth is to hell in a handbasket yeah. and everything like that. And there's these actual serious scientists who are in this biosphere for for a year, a year trying to do good in the world of science, and then uh, Doyle and Bud end up in there because they think it's a mall, and and Doyle's got a piss, um, and and they get they some they go in there because Bud threw a firecracker and cleared everybody out, yeah, and then they're locked in there, and eventually, um, Leaky like it has to think on his feet and say, uh, we're we're developing introducing chaos we're, theory, we're yeah. testing chaos theory with these two scientists in here, and then they become popular for some reason. This movie does something that I hate, um, especially in movies like this, and that is they lead you along and paint characters a certain way uh, the whole time, and you develop uh, certain negative feelings towards them, and then they, without any progression, they try to immediately turn them and make you like them. And I hate when movies do that because it's like, no, I I want progression. I want to see a character grow. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you just flip and all of a sudden now you're supposed to like these characters, I just it, this movie does that and I can sniff it out and I'm like, why why are they all of a sudden heroes? Why do these mm-hmm. science babes all of a sudden like them? Like what? It's I just don't like that. I like progression when it comes to characters. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm glad you said that because when I was like rewatching this. And, like, I have the movie pulled up here now, and I'm just, like, scrolling through, yeah. you know, as we're talking about it. And, like, there's so many moments in this where I go, this was just, like, I, I'm i going to read into Pauly Shore's uh, psychology a little bit. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I bet he's like, okay, I've had a string of hits, but I can mm-hmm. feel like my momentum's going down. Mm-hmm. With the studios, I can do just about anything I want. Um but I could probably tell this is going to be like the the start of the downward trend. Yeah. So let me just like completely fulfill every male fantasy Mm. that I've ever had. And like goofy, ridiculous fantasy, because a lot of the moments in this felt, and of course we're in 2021, Mm -hmm. right? We're, you know, post me too. We're in a very different culture. Sure. Yeah. Than it was in the nineties. But a lot of this movie reads just like creepy to me. Yeah, totally. Like mm-hmm. I'm watching this and I'm going like, this is like they sneak into the beds. Yeah, of the female so scientists. Uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And like Stephen Baldwin's hand is like reaching yeah. over. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 fellas. Yeah. yeah. No. And I know like they, you know, they may have made the actors feel comfortable. Yeah. while they're filming this. But right. at the same time, there might have been something in with the actress's mind going, 
He's like, oh, I don't know if this is like this, a this good scene hand idea. Is going where? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is like, it's a little bit exploitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like a lot of the girls aren't wearing bras in this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what? You know, whose wardrobe choice was that? Mm-hmm. Now, 2021. That's kind of a thing because yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. Right now, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But if it wasn't their choice back then mm-hmm. it's a little creepy to me like, oh yeah. yeah like joey lauren adams uh or in this movie she's joey adams mm-hmm. uh she plays paulie shore's girlfriend monique yeah monique which their girlfriends and, are these two like environmental nuts yeah, or and, whatever and they're like sick of waiting around for these stoners to you know care about the environment they just yeah. care about themselves mm-hmm. and in you know their needs or whatever and the whole movie Except for maybe a couple scenes, she's wearing like crop tops, and mm-hmm. you can like see her nipples and stuff like that. So to that point, yeah, that whoever is determining yeah. her wardrobe, at mm-hmm. least, they're like, this is this is my chance to to see Joey Lauren Adams in 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 a crop top, and she can't say no. So it's like yeah. it's an extra creep factor, right. yeah, right. And and I with the, what bugs me now, the main thing that bugs me about that scene where they're getting into bed with. Yeah. The female scientist is again looking through the 2021 lens now and it it wasn't right then mm-hmm. um but they both um the girls scream you hear the scream and then but all you see is the two of them congregating in the hallway and they're like yeah like they're they're acting like oh yeah, we're such like rascals. celebrating yeah we're like we're such rascals and that's their whole time in the biodome until it goes to shit it, well, they cause it to go to shit. Because they right. they un, they unapod they unapologetically are are destroying in, are, it. Just, they're destroying everything. Yeah. They they're throw a party. Exactly. exactly. Like and even before then, they're like there are these scientists who are taking this work seriously, but in in the name of them being yeah. two jackasses yeah. and like being um over the top yeah. and being like juvenile and being childish yeah. because that's the comedy we're going for here and those are the two yeah. characters we're going for um they don't endear themselves to anybody yeah. who uh actually has to do things like like what the scientists are doing and don't want to be inconvenienced yeah. by two childish jackasses they're ruining their ecosystem they're yeah. they're depleting their resources mm-hmm. they're it's like you guys have to live here for a year and like, they're, they're unapologetic about yeah, it yeah you cannot open that door it's sealed for a year mm-hmm. and yeah and they're totally unapologetic and it's just it, it gets to be infuriating and yeah. so we're at, at which point like steven would ask like who who, who is this movie made for yeah like who's yeah. this, who's this made it's for? Made besides... for Polly Shore, perhaps. Yeah, yeah exactly. Polly Shore and his sex fantasies. Besides, we just we just established that. Besides <laughs> burnout stoner boners, yeah. who is this movie for? Yeah, and like it it obviously it's for prepubescent teenage boys mm-hmm. and yep. maybe the the older childish you know immature yeah you know frat boys frat boy exactly. and i'm not i'm not talking crap on you know pot or anything but in the 90s like stoners had a certain stigma to them oh yeah so yeah. all negative yeah. burnouts and like, the thing is uh what's funny is they would do stuff like you know flail all, all around over things and do over exaggerated movements and make all these loud progressive noises and or noises that would get progressively louder or like they they talk a certain way like you lose like yeah. that instead of like you lose but like um, they would do this stuff and do they did these intermittently throughout 
celebrating things, they'd be like, mini tribal! And they do like these yeah, tribal it, dances. It, it, it's jarring because it and, derails you know, uh, a story moving along. Um, and what that's supposed to show is, oh, look at these two like wild, wild and crazy guys. Yeah. I, I knew and was actually tight with guys in high school, like skater, like who would consider be considered yeah. like stoners or skater punks or stuff like that, who really, I don't know whether they've seen Biodome or not, mm-hmm. they like liked guys like those and looked yeah. up to guys yeah. like those and witnessed yeah. them act like that. I had a friend since the fourth grade who I knew throughout high school who would do stuff like that. Yeah. And they were nice guys. Um, they mean well a lot of time, but... I just can't hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's too they, much. I always got into trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's... It, it just it just left me wondering, like, so many times the ways... Yeah, like Matt said, they're derailed. Their jokes were just kept, yeah. like, too... Like, some unnecessary things. Like, going back to the part where... Um, the girls, the guys' girlfriends, who yeah. I don't know how they're still with the guys. Yeah, I don't. Um, but the guys' girlfriends come in the first time we see them, and after he hits Stephen Baldwin in the head with um, a book for losing a rock paper scissors game, um, when he's like, well, "You see, but uh, Doyle's trying to get down the mahi mahi fish," and then he started making fish noises. He's like, "Fish, fish," and like yeah, started making noises. I looked at Stephen and I was like, it, it, "He's speaking a different language." It's like it's like when you're mm-hmm. wa- if you're if you were watching a movie and someone was speaking Spanish and an English speaking person looked at them, said something. The person says something in Spanish, and they were like. Well, yeah, I know. And as an audience, you're like, wait, what did he say? I don't understand what's going on. Well, it's just the joke goes on. First of all, yeah. the quote-unquote joke goes on too long. Yeah. 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 You know what's crazy? I just pulled up this shot, and I didn't notice it when I was watching it because I, w- I had it on as I was right. working. Yeah. Full transparency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's all right. But I'm looking at this frame now, and this is five minutes and 37 seconds into the movie. He's doing exactly what you're talking about, really? making those fish noises. Yeah. yeah. It's a split diopter shot. Oh. Which means that part of the frame is uh, something close to the camera oh, that's in yeah, focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of the frame is something far from the camera okay. that's in focus. And with a normal lens, that's impossible mm-hmm. because... A, a lens has only one focal length. Sure. So what filmmakers do, if you see this shot, Quentin Tarantino has used this shot. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very prestigious shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It usually connotes, like, or connotates mm-hmm. um, tension, right? Yeah. In fact, right. there's yeah. a fun uh, nerd writer video essay about a split yeah. diopter shot that they did in Toy Story Four. Oh. The ooh. animators animated. A shot That's to look awesome. like a split diopter, yeah. Yeah. and what you'll usually see with a split diopter is like where the line, where the line is, mm-hmm. it's like fuzzy because. So what what it is is basically somebody like will craft a a lens, uh, they will like make it by hand with a line, mm-hmm. and it's think of it like bifocals. So like yeah. part of the lens has one focal length, and the other part of the lens yeah. has another, and there's a line where. Like you'll start to see, uh, like the focus fall off, mm-hmm. and then you'll see a hard edge line. So it's like blurry, 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 hard edge line, and then it's in focus again, right? right. And that's one of those shots. Uh, and I'm like, I'm sitting here going, like, why would they put such a shot? Yeah. In this movie, it's yeah. like the the fish's face is like close up on the right yeah. side of the screen. With his mouth open, yeah, mm-hmm. and then Polly Shore's on the left side, like making all these weird noises and yeah. doing mahi mahi and all this yeah. stuff. 
and I'm just like struck by it's almost How like do that? it's almost like a film student who learned yeah. about mm-hmm. split diopters exactly. that day and then just like threw it in his movie about yeah these idiots or like yeah. or like how batman forever has a liberal use of the dutch tilt um because oh, joel schumacher, tilt. Joel oh, schumacher of course wanted to infuse camp like the 60s show and 60s show uses it a lot yeah. but is it really needed except to be stylistic so yeah. maybe it was adding to something stylistic of like wanting to be really like zany or off the wall yeah. so to present a shot that's going to make the situation look like to add to the craziness of the story. <laughs> but it seems so random. I think right. that's why it's like, that's why it feels like a film student because it just feels like it was randomly put in there. Like like you said, Dan, like he just learned to do it. And he's like, let, let me use that uh, shot I just learned. And as you were describing it, all, my, all I could think was, so they wasted a prestigious shot that's used for an express purpose. <laughs> they wasted it in this movie. Exactly. Yeah, it's usually like tension where it's like right. one character is, is saying something yeah opposite of what they mean so you're mm-hmm. getting a close-up of their facial expression that's showing like yeah this you know i'm yes. being, i'm i'm deceiving someone yeah. right now mm-hmm. yeah and then in the background you see like you know the person pro- usually being manipulated just kind of yeah. like going along with yeah. it or whatever or it's like like quentin tarantino uses a split diopter in kill bill where it's like he wants to it's a way to combine a um, what's called an insert shot. So, yeah. like, if you're watching the movie and somebody points to a briefcase, then you get a shot of the briefcase, yeah. and then you get a shot back. To, that's called an insert of like okay. a briefcase, yeah. cool. right? So, but what he's able to do is like he combines in the same frame an insert shot and the reaction shot mm-hmm. with a split diopter. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's a horizontal diopter, which is different. You know, it's Quentin Tarantino, so he's got to break mm-hmm. the rules. Usually, split diopters are not horizontal; right. they're vertical. So, mm-hmm. split diopter vertical, you see the briefcase really close to frame in full focus, mm-hmm. and then you see, oh uh, yeah, Uma Thurman come in and like see it. Yeah. So he's able to do an insert within the same frame as right. the reaction. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's a brilliant way to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And that shot is now in Biodome. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask you, do you think Quentin Tarantino in Kill Bill was inspired by Biodome? I think so. <laughs> I mean, knowing Quentin, he's very eccentric. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, he's I, he's you know I painted that as I framed that as a joke, but actually it'd be funny if he's like, yeah, man, uh, some uh, some inspirations for this movie is Biodome. Uh, I think I think I think it gets it gets shit on a lot, man. But you know, there's something there's there's an understated genius to Pauly Shore. I don't I don't know, you know. So it went just, from Quentin and slipped into uh, to Woody Allen. Woody Allen, yeah. yeah it's, it's an understated genius. I don't. Know. I mean, I wish I would have wrote it. <laughs> yes. Um, would have cast Mia Farrow as Joy Lauren Adams. But. Um, but this I would have changed the history so it ended different than what it did in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, this movie, what it shows me too, and this is just kind of something I mm-hmm. gathered. I, it, this obviously was not the intention, and I don't know if other people picked this up from the movie, but I mentioned earlier that this movie shows you what little change. Like we were, because Stephen and I, even with like bad stuff we like we'll watch it and be like well they should have done this mm-hmm. or they should have done this and if they did this this would do this and it would fix it this way we what this movie does is show us that little changes are why Pauly Shore movies work mm-hmm. like with this movie so 
just let's just take comedy itself for instance comedic timing uh, someone says something and there's meant to be uh, a certain amount of time paused and then they drop the punchline. Mm-hmm. There's such a monumental difference between like a three second pause and a four second pause. It's only one second, right. but as an audience member, mm-hmm. uh, what goes from the like excited anticipation waiting for mm-hmm. the explosion of a punchline one second can mean now you're just impatient. The window and, closes very yeah, fast. Now you're just impatient. You're like, let's move on. Uh, like we described before, one Pauly Shore means all these things Stephen described for a movie. You you can get a charming, endearing character who, though cartoonish and over the top, he can teach his foil as much as they can teach him. There's so, a balance. Yeah, so it's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> we're at which I think that's the type of relationship a symbiotic is, where both parties benefit. Um, right. But if you have two Pauly Shores, it's the difference of adding another Pauly Shore that makes it completely insufferable. And the the thing is, there is still this ability Mm -hmm. to, I think, balance it a little bit um, with two idiot characters. The issue is... They have moments. The issue is... Stephen Baldwin is the worst part out of the two of them for me because it's yeah. almost like an undercover cop has to like has to yeah. infiltrate Which, this is an amazing ha- comparison. has to infiltrate these stoner groups so the way he has to do it is like take on the personality take on the persona do the crazy things that the other stoners do yeah. um, and it's like somebody's doing a Pauly Shore impression yeah. and that's what Stephen Baldwin yeah. is doing and there is no distinction between Stephen Baldwin's idiot character yeah. and Pauly Shore's going back to Dumb and Dumber Jeff Daniels and and Jim Carrey are both dumb but they're dumb in different ways and even them being dumb in different ways complement one another exactly there is yeah. no compliment one is here. One is a little bit smarter than the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it makes it work. Yeah, exactly. You get scenes like, uh, you had two gloves. The, the whole time. This whole yeah, time. We're in the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, it's brilliant. Yeah. And it's, Jim, yeah. uh, Jim Carrey's reading the newspaper and he's like, duh, He's like the or no that, Sound that was it out. Uh, yeah he's like the, he's like the, okay that's a hard one uh, he's and, like annual annual he's like yeah that's that's, that's a, a hard that's one. a hard annual. one annual to, yeah. and like Jeff Daniels knows how to yep. read but like he still has his moments where he's stupid but, and what's also brilliant is I was gonna say it changes which one is smarter right mm-hmm. exactly yeah it depends on the situation yeah. and that's what makes them a great team exactly mm-hmm. like when when they're running from the restaurant. And the one yeah. is like, oh yeah, I, I saw this so trick on, on a, yeah, a you a know a hard ones. copy, you yeah. know whatever. And he's like, oh, so they get away scot free? And he's like, no, they they catch Stop him a mile down the road and slit their slit throats. His throat. It was a good one. <laughs> See that like that's funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, again, but pull it, over. No, it's a cardigan. But thanks for asking. Yeah. And exactly. again, yeah, it's wordplay. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and so. And that goes again, like, that's funny because it's, A, it's clever. Mm-hmm. It's a good dynamic between the characters. And it it gives it to you, like, it does it, but there's, like, no acknowledgement to, like, ugh, are you stupid or something? Or, like, there's no acknowledgement to the joke. They say the joke and they leave it to you as an audience member to to take it in and laugh and determine that and it's dumb funny. And dumb and dumber. And dumb, yeah, and dumb yeah. and dumber. Yeah. Um, and then it's the same with visual gags. Like the the creators put it there. They're like, let's see if they can pick up on this. Mm-hmm. That's what I I don't like when a movie 
tells me what to laugh at. Yeah, well, that's what you yeah. get with something like this yeah. that is so one-dimensional, yeah. surface-level, just yeah. stupid and, comedy. And that's and the funny things in this movie are from Tenacious D, because it's Tenacious D, yeah. and Russell, right. yeah. Taylor Negron. Taylor Negron. Pl- Taylor so Negron, Monique's yeah. like, well, mom's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. So Monique, Joey Lorden Adams, who is... Uh, Polly Shore's girlfriend in this movie. Yeah. Her mom, it's this really like one-off side character. Her mom has this kind of like idiot boyfriend who just who just loafs on the couch and is played by Taylor Negron, character actor Taylor Negron. Yeah. He's one of those guys where you're like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he he has he has the only lines in the movie that made me genuinely like laugh out loud. Yeah. Um, one of them is the first time we see him. Um, so like Joey Lauren Adams, the girlfriends are environmental like nuts. Yeah. Um, so she's like chastising him. She's saying there are beer cans in the trash can and the basement, beer cans in the kitchen. <laughs> you know what that means? Yeah. He's we're like, out, we're of out of beer. <laughs> and she, he, she's like, she's like giving, she's like dressing him down. And he's like, you know, one, one to change my depends. He's like, well, what, one, when you get a chance, why don't I need more depends? And she's like, she's like, Russell, there's a bathroom right around the corner. And he's like, you know, I can't use it. Cause I, injured my bladder roller skating (laughs) and it's just something just so random and then he has these moments there's there's a moment like after the party yeah um the the, their girlfriends have broken up with them because they've finally seen how stupid and immature they are yeah and uh up to this point we see russell a couple more times one of the times the guys escape the biodome because there's simply a key to the back door yeah um and he or he delivers them pizza and lets them know that their girlfriends are quote-unquote like banging other guys just to get under their skin um they're not really um but after the party Doyle, Stephen Baldwin's character, is trying to because they've trashed the biodome and everybody's supposed to leave um, because there's no reason to be there anymore because mm-hmm. it's not set up the way it's supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and he's like, it's not a he, sustainable economy. He's giving this like, or, yeah, uh, yeah, ecosystem like anymore. this yeah. like encouraging like rousing speech and there's like the score is building and building and he's like he's gonna he's saying I'm gonna swallow the key so we have no other choice but to be here. And he's about to swallow it. He's like, oh, five seconds, so yeah, you're going like, to leave. And yeah. Pauly Shore's counting it down, and he's about to hit five. And you just hear off camera, wait, wait. And you see Russell come walking. I don't want to get locked he's, in. He's here. like, wait, I don't want to get locked in. He's like, nice to see you again, Bob, Daryl. Yeah, he calls like, him he, Bob and Daryl, yeah. And then, and then there's one more part <laughs> in the movie that I think is, that I was cracking up at. Um, so the guys eventually um just to skip to to set up this funny part the guys eventually uh encourage everybody like dr faulkner william atherton goes nuts after the party and he starts becoming a hermit down in the basement and they don't see him for a while but they all decide to stay in the biodome to try and make the experiment work so to lead up to the girls knowing that um they're showing this like document there's nature documentary documentary they're watching and they're both laying on the ground and they the channel changes and they're like russell like why'd you do that and he's like relax i want to see if the sniper took out that clown at the mall (laughs) and it shows this it's this non sequitur like news report to where it makes fun of the movie jfk um and it shows this news report it's like now back to to like to the mall and uh, and they show the footage of the sniper taking out the clown, and the news reporter's like, now back and to the left, back and to the left. And then they get this tight shot 
on the clown who's just been shot and killed. And then it goes back to the news reporter, and that's all you Which see from we, it. We knew nothing. Yeah. That, that's not like that was a running joke or anything, no, or yeah. that was a thread in the movie. He's <laughs> just like, I want to see if that sniper killed that clown it's, at the mall. It's a non sequitur, <laughs> and then the next news reporter is talking about the Biosphere Project being ramped up again because of Doyle and Bud, yeah, and that's be, how the girls they, see that they're doing they, that. The girls didn't draw attention to it. No one draws attention mm-hmm. to it. It's completely random. Mm-hmm. It's you as an audience to, like, I loved that because it was never mentioned before. Completely yeah. random, and it was never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. It just left it you to know, you as the audience. Yeah. What? So what that reminds me of is, like, another model for what this movie could have mm-hmm. been, besides mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber, is literally any movie with Leslie Nielsen. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what he's the master at, Yeah. Mm-hmm. is doing saying something or mm-hmm. doing something completely absurd yeah. mm-hmm. with the straightest face imaginable mm-hmm. as yep. if it's if this was a drama you know yeah. and if he was in this movie yeah the jokes would not draw attention to themselves yeah. mm-hmm. in the way that they yeah. they do now yeah yeah i'm so i'm so glad there there's a few things you said that i'm so glad that we've had you on because we've like when we were watching it, we made the same observations. Mm-hmm. Like I think at one point, I don't remember what it was, something just happened. And I was like, you know how you tweak that is you do this, this, and this. And I don't yep. remember what the points I made were. And I was like, reminiscent of like a Naked Gun movie mm-hmm. or a yeah. Leslie Nielsen movie, yeah. something like that. Like this would work if this was the Naked Gun. I think it might've been that part where I was like, see now you're going from the stoner comedy to switching over to a silly, goofy, naked gun style, mm-hmm. like Zucker Brothers yeah. comedy. And it's just two different comedic uh, like tones mm-hmm. in there. It just, yeah. it felt yeah. off. There's, there's no depth or dimension no. as we've mentioned to any of the comedy. Um, I will say, however, I almost uh, suffered from Stockholm Syndrome with this movie, um, and I'll explain. <laughs> so yesterday, again, like I said, uh, was my first time watching it. And like we said at the top, I really like Pauly Shore. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually endeared yeah. by some of his eccentricities, to kind of yeah. use that word again, um, and kind of his off-the-wall vernacular and, like, the, the things that he says. He's and a like fun kind of goofball. His speech patterns. Yeah. It's, it's fun to imitate. He yeah. seems like he'd be a cool guy to talk to. Um, so when I look past the cringy performance by Stephen Baldwin and just see kind of Pauly Shore's, you know, kind of – his, his hallmarks yeah. to a character that he does, um, I actually found myself kind of... Sometimes it's hard for me to subdue the silly, crazy, absurdist part of me. So, um, again, I wrote this yesterday, and I feel different yeah, yeah. about it now. Yeah. Um, but I really have zero explanation for how any of this movie would even be the slightest bit endearing. I literally can't explain how I can relentlessly trash an imbecile like Pistachio Disguise and Master of Disguise but I'm more tolerant of two jackasses like Bud and Doyle. <laughs> um, so during the parts where we get the song We Care A Lot by Faith No More mm-hmm. um, to where they're actually, you see them interacting with the scientists and you yeah. see how there could be instances where they're like yeah. asking questions about what the scientists are doing that could eventually change their characters, which they have slight changes near the end when they're yeah. trying to help the biodome come back to life to where there is that change but it it just comes too late it Mm -hmm. comes late in the third act and we have like 25 minutes left yeah so it's not enough to be substantial um but then i put never fear that feeling passed and i continue to be annoyed by our heroes yeah so especially in the part where they found the snacks 
because they had to be they were oh yeah they were Ugh. quarantined away from everybody else because they're causing too much trouble and they're going through the air ducts and they find the, the snacks real food which is supposed to be for everybody and they find nitrous oxide and it's, yeah. it's the most miserable part it, of the entire it, movie. It literally everything, even if you were like, you know, I'm not seeing it, I'm not seeing it. Like, sure, I see that's annoying, but you know, I'm endeared by this. If you've made it this far, you're a saint. After this part, if you keep watching, you're a sadist because, like, it it, it cranks up and puts on full force the stupidity, and it cranks it to eleven, mm-hmm. like million. Yep. So I I have a I had an interesting experience with it today because yeah. I watched like the first hour and mm-hmm. change right mm-hmm. like as I was working mm-hmm. and then like right before I got on I came down here and I was just kind of like scrubbing through and watching here and there the rest of it like the last thirty minutes and like I saw the clown part <laughs> that you're talking about but I didn't laugh at it because it was kind of out of context as yeah. I was scrubbing around but part of the thing like scrubbing around a little bit the last like 20 minutes i was like if this was all this movie was Mm -hmm. this is kind of fun yeah like there's some fun in games elements yeah Mm -hmm. to the script here as they're trying to make it work with the scientists yeah so i could i think i could see how if you saw like that 10 to 20 minute section Mm -hmm. and you thought about it kind of removed from all Mm -hmm. the rest right you might be able to be endeared a little bit and have a little bit of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you're right, though. If you think about it as a whole, it's not enough to make up for, you know, the momentum of creepy that, you know, comes before. But I also wanted to say, like, I was thinking about this before we got on today, and I was Mm -hmm. like, what are some ways this movie could be better? Sure. And we've kind of been like circling around that. We've been making yeah. statements, but I was thinking like if this movie had a shorter opening credits, yes, and then had a little bit of like a Back to the Future opening. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is like subtle camera movement. Yep. Yes. That's introducing the characters, right? Yeah. So like you see, maybe you get like a little bit like you get a snow globe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's like a dome, right? Like mm-hmm. something ah, enclosed. Yes. Yeah. It's a little clever. Yeah. Right. A little nod. Yeah. Maybe even like some people stuck in there. You yeah. know, yeah. and it's funny ah, when you first yeah. see it. And you're like, oh, but then it like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it moves, and it's like you get some pictures of the girlfriends and them yeah. together, yeah. and you get some pictures of you know, it's just like get moving a shot, around. Get a the, shot of the mahi mahi. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And they then in the background, yeah. you're you hearing hear... them like, you're hearing them have this conversation, but also like they're hitting each other with stuff yeah right and like you're what and then by the time you see it they're like hitting each other with books about fish yeah yeah and then they're like small little change they're like you know we gotta we gotta sell this and then one of them is like what whoa what if we hit ourselves with the fish and they're like Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know and then they like hit one of them with the fish and they're caught in the act yeah by the girlfriends yeah. Yeah. instead of like being caught by a stupid red mark on the yeah. head. And, and I just thought that would be a, a way better way oh, to yeah, intro yeah, into definitely. the movie. Mm-hmm. And and also like maybe to add a, a layer of humanity to have maybe Stephen Baldwin like like he gets hit and he's like, oh, wait. Uh, so what was his name? Uh, Polly Shore's name? Bud. Bud, 
why are we doing this again? Because I don't think they actually explained like, why are they doing it. Because my crusty friend. And he yeah. like says something like yeah. that. He's like, right, the girls right, right. want us to do this. But that doesn't sound very fun. What I like right. to do is sit around and watch MTV all day. He's like, right. And then, and yeah. then yeah. Uh, Doyle takes a big drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's another thing I had a problem with. I was like, the fact that they get into Biodome is because the guy has to pee. Yeah. But he's yeah. really only drinking a drink for like two minutes in that one scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. what if he had a drink the whole yeah, beginning he's of the like movie? Yeah, drinking the whole mm-hmm. time. And he's and just like been drinking, right? Yeah. And then they maybe even comment on it like, oh, Doyle's a steel trap, man. He's got the yeah. biggest bladder in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like, and then he takes a big swig and he does like a burp. So you can still have yeah. a little bit of like juvenile yeah. burp, but it's. But at the same time, that at least would then be like motivated by the story. It would be exactly. almost like foreshadowed yeah. juvenileness. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I'm drinking all this soda to do this big burp to impress the girls to maybe make up for the fact that we don't want to do this. They're right. sickened. They just leave. Yeah. We go, all right. But then later, you've been watching him drink this drink and do burps exactly. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now when he has to pee, you're like, oh, it's yeah. motivated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The other thing I thought would like make this movie a whole lot better is if when they're caught in there, instead of like, who are these jackasses? Yeah. And then the guy like makes up, well, they're here to do right. chaos theory. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if they came up with that? And oh. they tried to pretend to be yeah. scientists mm-hmm. yes. hired by what's his name? Yeah. yeah. Leaky? The, 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 or- the guy with money. Yeah. They could have been like. Without and this is the thing, like Dumb and Dumber, they do this. They do just stupid crap and they say stuff, but then the bad guys yeah. think that they're smarter than they are. Right. Yeah. So it, they could yeah. be like, you know, like, oh, we're yeah, we're totally scientists, man. Yeah, we're yeah. scientists. Yeah. Well, who 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 brought you here? That guy. Yeah. You know, like they don't. <laughs> they're just did. pointing at the guy that was been talking. That the take microphone it up with that time. cruster. You know, like yeah, and, and he's and, like, and, and he, then. The guy from Ghostbusters looks over and he thinks, "Oh, he's trying to undermine me. Yeah. He doesn't trust me." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just yeah. it would just add a whole different oh, layer yeah. to, and, and then that would later motivate him going crazy. Yeah. yeah, and even during their background check, they mention that they're like junior college burnouts or whatever, yeah. and so you have a little moment of like, like, who are you? It's like, it's like uh, Doyle. I think we should get out of here. It's like, no, no, no. Remember that when we we're do you remember paying attention in class? Uh, no. It's like no. they're talking about chaos theory or something mm-hmm. like that. So we can mention, do you well, something about, and it's like a very vague recollection of chaos theory. It's like, we're here to introduce chaos theory. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're scientists or something like that, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's and, that's and, just crazy enough to like, be plausible. Oh, yeah, exactly. Chaos theory. Uh, okay. You know, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, the whole movie then, like, it could be play out kind of the same. Mm-hmm. But after every crazy thing, they yeah. have to then, like, try to, like, they're caught in the act. And then they're yeah. like, you know, chaos theory, man. And they're yeah. like, Cha- like, shrug. You know, and like, and it, it, ah, it, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, okay. Chaos, chaos theory presents, like, wider possibilities because like, oh. it's chaos theory. Yeah, yeah. But then the scientist guy is like, no, I think that. I think you were hired to mess this up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think you're really scientists. And so yeah. he goes out of his way. Like, they don't do yeah. a background check thing. Yeah. He goes out of his way to try to prove you guys aren't. Da, da, da. And yeah. maybe he's even forced to leave the dome. Yeah. 
to do more so research. Like prove, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So he's. He, it's just like that would be yeah. rich conflict. The other but, thing I thought would be funny is if when they leave to get pizza, mm-hmm. yeah, they they do the Dumb and Dumber thing like with the bus of girls, yes. where yeah, where J- Jim Carrey's like, I'm sure there's a town <laughs> that, that way. way. Yes, they do that thing where it's like they leave to get pizza, but then they just go right back in. So yeah, that's what I thought they were gonna do. Yeah, me too. You could skip the whole party thing and replace that time with you could. So you skip the party, Mm -hmm. go from them leaving to get pizza and come right back. Yeah, go to the fun and games portion, but then you could add like ten minutes where the guys truly change. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where they're, they become a little endearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, and like that's then, all it takes. Yeah. And then it earns everybody coming around exactly. to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, you know, you guys are, you're unconventional, but if your goal was to be chaos, like you've mm-hmm. done yeah. a great job. You guys exactly. are really good scientists. That's, that's you all know? I, yeah. yeah. That's all I ask with those, with the quick changes. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about earlier that I hate the quick changes without any progression. All I ask is maybe another two or three scenes yeah. to where there's some growth. Yep. And the, the yep. thing is, it, a lot of it is, it's it's the classic thing of the 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 detractor, whoever is trying to yeah. catch them in the act, always gets foiled by like a comedy of errors. Yeah. So it ends up they start looking smarter than they actually are because something mm-hmm. falls in their favor, um, and then at the end when they think they're like trapped and they can't get out of it there's no way for like fortune to favor them they actually do something genuinely scientific yeah and they're like that was for real my squirrely friend yeah like and that's well, the see, resolution yeah and here's a, here's another thing they set up at the beginning that the girl and you could keep this that the yeah. girls are environmentally minded yeah mm-hmm. the guys don't give a shit so they're just you know hitting themselves in yeah, the head with whatever yeah by the end, what you could do to in because because part of the reason they do the party is to inject like the girls now get upset with them yeah, yeah, and yeah. and break up with them. Well, what you could do is you could have that the guys like remember they're being scientists mm-hmm. in our version ask the the female scientists to tutor them. Yes, yeah, but yeah. the audience the audience doesn't know that and the girls don't know that, so we just see them spending a lot of time mm-hmm, with the, right. with the female yeah. scientists. We see them growing, but we're like, are they having a relationship? Yeah. The girls see it on TV, maybe through the windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey. Yeah. And at the end, it's revealed that they were tutoring them. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, uh, it turns out that Bud and Doyle learned a lot about environmental science. Yes. And they get to tell the girls, like, they, they each get, like, a string of, like, really smart scientific yeah. mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that they get to say. Yeah. You know? Uh, Instead of at the and end the girls when they're driving. Go, what? Yeah. Exactly. Instead of at the end when they're driving away and they're like, like we need to protect the environment, buddy, or something. You know, and something then they like, drive into a power plant. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, what is this setting up or something? One thing I would also change is, A, we've already written a, a more charming movie yeah. than and, what we've got. And it could be an hour and a half and, <laughs> and more we've coherent. And we've made slight changes. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like right. another thing I'd do is I'd cut out almost every cutaway shot that they of the, do of them as like younger like, kids. hey hey remem- oh, yeah. remember i hate that remember remember this? when we huffed each other's farts yeah and then we, it's just like literally two minutes yeah that and, doesn't need to be and in there with the and the thing is there's no because there's a scene to where like um doyle can't get to sleep and bud's like think about our sleep numbers or like or yeah. think that'll get you to sleep and it's them in a tent as like 
Like in the past. Yeah, to where Pauly Shore is dressed like Encino he, Man Pauly Shore. Yeah. But then randomly, Doyle is dressed like a, a Sid Vicious type punker. Punk. Yeah. And like there's no indication that he was like that. Like yeah. the, it's just randomly, oh, you know what would be f- funny, quote unquote, or silly? Dress him crazy. You like smell, his, yeah. smell their farts. And then they're smelling each other's farts and like he has like a nose ring that like has a chain that reaches around. Yeah. It's just, it, it. It's pointless. That's the joke. They're it, huffing each other's just farts. To say, oh, right. aren't they? Look at how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's another subtle change that actually you could leave all that in and yeah. redeem it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If, if the theme is environment, right? And yeah. these guys are learning to be better to the environment. What if you? What if you did a subtle thing where every flashback you're seeing them like drink, drink water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then do something stupid. And then at the end, you reveal like a like, you know, their parents are moving, or you know something, right? Some line of dialogue. You either see like a sign leaving now, or yeah. like, hey, you know, we grew up here, but that they're from Flint, Michigan, oh. where there was all that stuff in the water. Yeah, yeah. And you realize in that moment that the environment made them stupid. Oh, oh. man, that's and so in a roundabout way like they're not addressing then that later but when they learn to mm-hmm. overcome and be tutored okay yeah and mm-hmm. in our version yeah. and they grow yeah. they've overcome this you know yeah. being dumb yeah that really wasn't their fault yeah mm-hmm. we're not the, defined the, by how we grew up we don't have to be stupid yeah um, exactly and that's great. all of a sudden we've got we've got a movie that's an actual movie Exactly. Yeah. Like a plot <laughs> that has something to say that yeah. can still be silly. It still yeah. have two Polly Shores. Yeah. They're, they're still being crazy. Yeah. But yet things get motivated. Yeah. And then there's some revelations at the end that can redeem and justify yeah. the behavior um, while still, you know, giving you a more pleasant mm-hmm. viewing experience. Exactly. Yeah. Because every time you see something and then there's a little payoff, you mm-hmm. go, oh, this movie knows, knows what yeah. it's doing. Yeah, right. Maybe there's going to be a larger payoff mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. But what we have now is a movie with basically no setups yeah. and no payoffs. Yeah. And the one time they do a setup and payoff with, with the guy having to go pee, it's like literally he drinks a big gulp in one scene and mm-hmm. then in the next scene he has to pee. Yep, and then that's how they essentially try to quote unquote book in their ordeal because he has to pee at the end of the movie, yeah. and they drive into a power plant. Yeah, and then right. William Atherton gets away. Gets away, and the, the credits bad guy right. gets away. Um, so it's like, but I I personally don't have anything else to add to that because I think this was a beautiful little thing that we just started writing our own movie making subtle changes here's what's great about it and this is reflective of our relationship you steven myself and dan is that and it's so appropriate because the three of us are like-minded in the fact that just because something is universally gonna get shit on we take such a different approach and that like we open the episode being like all right guys like Dan, I'm glad you don't like this movie anymore because we're going to just rip into it. Mm-hmm. And we just progressively started to, no, we don't have to do that. Yeah, here's what's stupid, but here's how – it's it's bad, but I'm going to offer a resolution. Here's how you change here's it how to we make it, it better. Exactly. Yeah. But instead, we get a dumb movie with a halfway decent soundtrack. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to add to that? Dan, what we try and do 
Um, when we mentioned some stuff, and usually it's interspliced in the movie, um, but as a whole to kind of round out the episode, what is what would you say is good about mm-hmm. this movie? If if there's anything good or endearing about it, yeah, I would say Tenacious D being in mm-hmm. it. Yes, I would say uh, the guy from Ghostbusters, which I've already mm-hmm. said. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I th- I didn't see the that part firsthand but hearing you talk about it the the part with the clown sounds freaking hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i think it's a good premise that yeah. they just yeah that they just messed up they there, there was i i thought the same thing i was like there were things in there to where i thought this execution is mm-hmm. bad but there was actual thought put into this mm-hmm. aside from being like let's just make a poly shore vehicle Let's add another stoner in there. The yeah. that can be a thin story, but people are here to watch Pauly Shore act a fool. Yeah, there's actual. There was like I can I can see where there was actual thought and intention put into the story, right? To make it like yeah, yeah like unique, something you've yeah. never seen before. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I I love Taylor Negron is great. Yeah. The clown stuff is hilarious. Um, I I I liked. The soundtrack, for the most part, yeah, it's, um, it's it's all right. I liked where they were going with the opening credits, but it went on too long. Yeah, but um, and I, I liked our version of Biodome. Yeah. I think I think that's what's uh, redeeming about this <laughs> mm-hmm. movie is the fact that it gave us a platform to work with a dear friend that we haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. who we are very creatively like minded, and mm-hmm. we enrich each other's lives. Yes, uh, even if it's rewriting Biodome on the fly. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, there you go. But Dan, thank it, you. Just oh to reiterate what Matt said, it is always just so awesome to yep. talk to you. Um, we are so we're so happy with the success you've been having yeah. with why it's great. Why it's great. Everybody, check it out. It's really really awesome. Yeah. And you got kind of a small taste mm-hmm. of what Dan and his brother Andrew bring to the table every week um, and every video is trying to take things that could so easily be looked at in a negative light and and trying to f- put a positive spin on it finding mm-hmm. the good in a world to where mm-hmm. anybody wants to be negative especially yeah. this last year 2020 yeah. so dan thank you for what you do yeah. on there thank you for what you did on this podcast and joining us yeah you're so welcome guys this was this is a lot of fun I'm glad. i i just love hanging out i wish we hung out more man Sam, i wish we too. just hopped on zoom all the time and yeah you know it makes me think of like uh, back in the day. Well, there's two back. It's been so long. There's like now two back in the days. Yeah, it's like weird. The, yeah. the OG back in the day. Yeah, high school. When you guys were in high school, and then and I was like fresh out of high school. Yeah. I had no business being a youth sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I was it like was 19. We liked that you were. Though. We were glad you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then the other back in the day was like I guess like four or five years Something ago. Like that. Yeah. When we would. Uh, watch movies in in uh um uh Newsom's basement. Newsom's basement. Yeah. 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 And that was fun cuz I was like, "Oh, I like never see these guys and now yeah. I'm going to watch we'd like watch the movie and that was great." But then like before and after was actually like more fun than the movie yeah. at yeah. the time. We'd spend like so an extra like, hour like talking about mm-hmm. that movie and like other movies yeah. and stuff like that. And like music, yeah. we used to always like listen mm-hmm. to music together. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh we would def- I- Yeah, sorry. 
I was just going to say, and my wife always calls you guys my soulmate. <laughs> you, you guys collectively yeah. are my soulmate, and I totally agree. I, so. yeah, I, lo- I love that. I'm glad yeah. to take on that moniker, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to be your soulmate. <laughs> yeah. And you are you are our soulmate yes. as you, well. And we, we, yeah, we need to come, we need to come we, see you We guys. will, yeah. like, like, for sure we need to set aside some time to, like, whether whether it's, like, pretty often getting on Zoom or just coming out to you guys and hanging out. Yeah. Like I know you have two little ones, so I know that's tough, but like I'm sure we could we can find time to yeah. come hang out for, for sure. sure. Um but Dan, again, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so yeah. much for being on, man. It's always awesome mm-hmm. to everybody listening. Hopefully it came through yeah. kind of how much we we love talking with Dan and how much uh how much he enriches the conversation. Yeah. So Dan, thank you again. Yep, thank you. You're welcome. We'll 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 see you Thanks for listening. And if you've made it this far, mm-hmm. yes. I'm going to give you a hot tip, a Dan Drake tip. Yes. Give it to All us. you listening out there. You sinners. Uh, I am a voracious reader and podcast listener. <laughs> and hands down, the greatest podcast app is Overcast. And if Overcast. you don't have it, mm. you need to get it because it will change your life. It's people are sleeping on Overcast. Yeah. I promise you, but uh, you know, Overcast app. Overcast. Is if great. you're not listening to this on Overcast, uh, you need to go check out Overcast. I'm gonna yes. keep saying Overcast. Yeah. Yes. Until it gets drilled into your head. <laughs> it would get sponsored by Overcast and yeah. picked up by Overcast. Yeah. Exactly. Overcast That's exclusive. Right. Yeah. We need we need to incorporate Overcast into the uh, find us on find us on the different yeah. podcast apps. Yep. That's exactly exactly, and that's a little gem. If you've listened to this like hour and a half at this point, uh, you made it to the end. Here's yes. that's your prize. Yes. Well, Overcast. Yeah. Congratulations, everybody. Yeah. Um, but thank you for listening this yes. far. Thank you for always listening. Thank you for everyone their support. Um, and until the next time, the house lights are up, the film's off the reel. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We'll see you next time. <laughs>